Back to the Charlie Music Podcast. This is episode 32. I don't know why I have a hard time remembering what number. I literally looked at it like 45 seconds ago. Uh, episode 32, chapter 17. My name is Kyle. We got CJ here. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. I'm not surprised you forget because you used to forget your name all the time. I don't forget my name. I just forget to no, introduce no. myself. You used to forget I, your name all the time. It took you about a year to figure that out. <laughs> that's I, I guess. I just, I don't know. <laughs> whatever <laughs> how you doing sir it's midweek and i want friday and the weekend to come yep uh it's just the weather is just so weird <laughs> you yeah. know like we went from 70 degrees over the weekend to 45 degrees mm-hmm. on like monday yep. tuesday and yep. i was driving home there was hail Really? Yeah. I was sitting, I'm driving, okay, it's raining, it's raining. And I get to the stop sign, I'm like, clink, 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 clink. I'm like, what the hell? It's just hail coming down. <laughs> it was so we random. We had snowflakes yesterday. Okay, that's not, it's no, I don't um, mind snowflakes. Yeah. Hail bothers me. <laughs> yep. So, we were uh, 20s on Monday. I see you dropped even more than we did. Yeah, and I think we were like in the 30s this morning. Yeah. And then I walked out of work today and I was like, why do I have a jacket on? Right. <laughs> like. It's See, 50 now. I yesterday on ho- well because we're recording the day after Halloween. I on Halloween, I wore my old man sweater to work. And everybody's like, "You wearing a sweater? Are you cold?" I'm like, "No, just kind of put it on." Right? So today I didn't go in with one, but I had a short sleeve. And they're like, "Why are you not wearing it today?" I'm like, "Because I typically don't wear a coat." Right. I don't care. I'm going from my car to inside and I'm going from inside mm-hmm. to my car. I yeah. only put a coat on if it's raining or snowing. Yeah. And that's just so my clothes don't get wet, not because I'm getting cold. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, we should say that this episode's coming out after the change in time. Oh, that's right. It is. Yeah. So uh, when you're listening to this, we have fallen back an hour. Yes. Depending upon where you are, because not everybody follows that. <laughs> that's that's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that yeah, this yeah. weekend. So. It's a good thing everything happens, or most of the stuff happens automatically in my house because I will never remember to do it. So that's true. Yeah. See, smart homes sometimes are worth it. Yeah, yeah, they are. It's a, it's a lovely hat you have on today. Oh, thank you. This is the rose. Does it sing? No, it, oh, Irish rose. I'm sorry, Irish rose. Oh, okay, never mind. So no. Do you have one that's like Danny Boy that goes, "Who, Daddy Boy?" <laughs> no. <laughs> Nope, nope. <laughs> Irish Rose tonight. Uh, so Wednesday is green shirt day, so green shirt, green hat. Is the hat green because it looks very... It is. It's hard to tell. Okay, yeah. you can. See. So, so he's showing the camera. It is green. Yeah. But we're lighting yeah, I've got the blue lights on, so it yeah. looks blue, but it's green. So Like it's green Wednesday every week? Yeah. Yeah, it's the it's... same green shirt every... It's I, So I have, a, I have a Monday shirt, a Tuesday shirt, a Wednesday shirt, a Thursday shirt, and a Friday shirt. So... Do you have it labeled? And now I have a Monday hat, a Tuesday hat, a Wednesday hat, a Thursday hat, and a Friday hat. And shoes too, don't you? I did for a while, but I had plantar fasciitis, and it was it was hard to keep up with the different shoes when I was going through that. I never got back to the shoes, but yeah. I did have shoes for the week as well. 
So you wore, wait a second, hold on a second. We need, we need to understand this. You wore the same outfit every, uh, Alfred, Alf, outfit every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah. So the, so each week it was the exact same outfit on the exact same yes. day. You didn't yes. rotate them. You didn't shift no. them. Nope. You still do that. Still do it. Is it just because you don't want to think about it? Yep. And Sheldon Cooper did it. So you know, if he's got it figured out, you know. <laughs> Oh my goodness, that's great. I mean, I used to do the same thing like before Big Bang Theory was a, was a thing. I used to do the same thing with like food. Like I'd have restaurants for a certain day, you know, meals for a certain day. Well, I mean, I can understand that cuz it it makes your the week the week easier. Yeah. But like your clothes like I couldn't I don't know if I could deal with that. Yeah. And then I've got like five or six of these. So, he's holding up his t-shirt for uh for those that are listening. Wow. So it's a it's a little OCD over there. I I lead a dull and boring life. <laughs> so it's not OCD, it's just you're dull and boring. Yeah, it's just I'm dull and boring. <laughs> that being said, what are you listening to this week? <laughs> um so we did Robert Randolph and the Family Band on Sunday. Yeah, this past Sunday. And one of the songs that we did was um a cover song that had Susan Tedeschi and Ryan Shaw on it. Oh yes, and while yes. We I was had listening that. to it. I'm sorry. No, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I while listening to it, I went. I've never looked up Ryan Shaw before. Okay. So I did. So let's take a listen to a little bit of Ryan Shaw. This first song is called "Do the 45." do the 45 um the next song i pulled out is a song called working on a building of love This is called I Found a Love. 
so I've only gotten through one album so far, um, but it's pretty cool stuff. It's kind of like bubblegum oldy doo-wop. Right, yeah, it's got a of mixture of everything in it. Jackson 5. Robert Shaw. Ryan, uh, Ryan, Ryan Shaw. I'm sorry? Ryan Shaw. Okay, Ryan Shaw. Because I know, I was like, Robert, Robert Shaw, isn't that a conductor? Robert Shaw is a conductor, yeah. yes. <laughs> and I was like, that's not working. Ryan Shaw. Ryan Shaw, yep. Uh, not who I expected to see. No, he's got like is like full on dreads and everything like that. Yeah, yeah. I totally didn't expect that. Yeah. I mean that in a good way. I don't mean in a bad way. Yeah. Just, I was like, he's got a good voice, though. I got to tell you that he sure does. He's got yeah. a really good. So voice. the the little blurb from from Rune says, "This is Ryan Shaw as a 2007 debut of the vocalist Ryan Shaw, a young troubadour with his gaze set firmly on the classic soul and R and B of yesteryear." In sharp distinction to a lot of his neo-soul contemporaries, Shaw genuinely channels the spirits of Sam Cooke, Wilson Pickett, Otis Redding, Stevie Wonder, and the, the other Stax and Motown legends. Without the gloss of urban contemporary beats and production compromising the vibe, Shaw has the style and the pipes to pull off the feet, giving the contemporary soul scene an old-school shot in the arm that's surprisingly refreshing. It almost, you know, I, I was listening to it on the way to work one day, and I was like, it almost, like, it reminds me a little bit of Silk Sonic. Yeah, no, absolutely. I could see just that. Just a little bit, you know. So iTunes has a little different uh, blurb. He's going to be 43 in December. So he's young, okay. too. Yeah. Um, he They call him a throwback soul singer. Grew up in singing in a Pentecostal church and gained professional experience when he dropped out of college to join the cast of Tyler Perry's I Know I've Been Changed. When the play's run ended, he eventually found work as a member of the band The Fabulous Soul Shakers, which joined, which he joined in 2004. Signed to Columbia for a solo contract in 2007, he released This Is Ryan Shaw, a collection of covers from artists like Wilson Pickett, Bobby Womack, and Jackie Wilson, as well as some original songs. Following its release, he opened for Van Halen and found additional success with 2010's It Gets Better. His third album, Real Love, appeared on Dino Tone in 2012. Yeah, and I saw he was nominated for Grammys and stuff. I don't think he's ever won one, but um, very cool stuff. I've, I've I'm been gonna totally it. check it out. Absolutely. So That's yeah, he's def- got three albums, I think. That's total. awesome. He has three out. Al- uh, I only see two on iTunes. So I've got uh, the one I this is Ryan Shaw, which is one I just played from. Uh, Real Love, which is the one that you just mentioned, and I've got Imagining Marvin. That's 2020. 2020, yeah. Which Real has Robert Randolph on it. Does it really? Yeah, it, it's got one song called Get Home with Robert Randolph. And, yep, had, and then it, it's got uh, Love and Pain. has got Derek Trucks and Rob Thomas on it. So, that's awesome. Yeah. These are all Marvin Gaye songs, it looks like. Yep. So, interesting. Cool. So what have you been listening to? Books? Audiobooks. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't. It's just... They're so good, and I'm I've I've gone through. I'm in the middle of the fourth book already, okay. out of sixteen. Sixteen. Sixteen okay. books, but there's also branches off of it and stuff. So I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to finish up fourteen. Do um, no, I'm going to read. I'm going to do. Am I on four or five? Maybe on book five. Once book five is done, I think I'm going to stop for a little bit, and then um, I'm going to kind of build some playlists for my road trip that I have coming up. Cause I'm going to probably split it up with like some audio books and some music. So like 
I'll probably add Robert Sh- uh, Ryan Shaw to the mix and all those other people cool. to the mix just because I haven't taken the time to really listen to them. Right. So, uh, but yeah, I've just kind of been on an audiobook kick. Not a bad thing. Just no, that's what I've been not on. at all. Yeah. I mean, just a, we're a music podcast, so I mean, music. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. So. I'm learning. So speaking of music, let's talk about a book. <laughs> As uh, as we transition, that was that was good. You totally like brought that pun in. Yep. And I realized something. I I changed the lighting in here, and I can't read the book now. <laughs> no, I can't. It's just I got shadows. You need a Kindle. <laughs> I need a Kindle. Not sponsored. Not sponsored. Like your hats are not sponsored. No, they're not sponsored by Boston Scally. By Boston Scally. But Boston Scally, if you're listening, we'll happily. Wear different hats. Yep. And you know, I I like to wear a different one every day. So if you got a one, I'll do a different one every stream if you send them to me. I was going to say. 100%. I got a big head, so make sure it's a 3XL one. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted, I wanted, because I have one. I I went to look to see the size. I was like, oh man, I do have a big head. I have 3XL. All right. So chapter 17, measure 17 is Revelation. And the tagline is, if you venture down the rabbit hole, at least venture down the rabbit hole, as in W-H-O-L-E. I'm so glad you know how to spell. I know how to read letters. <laughs> so this, uh, do uh, you do in this one? You're going to break this one down? I, you tell me. I'm, 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 I'm not mush brain anymore today. All right. So. Let's see what, how, how, let's see how not mush brain you are. Go. Um... <laughs> Um, uh, <laughs> so we pick up, um, from, from last chapter, they, they drove back to their house after their little outside gig and Victor wakes up early in the morning and meets, uh, Michael in the, in the living room. Michael was kind of lit- sitting there with his eyes closed, but not really asleep. Victor just kind of assumed he was meditating Went and got um, a drink of orange juice from the, the kitchen and saw Sifu in the backyard, I think, or front yep, yard or backyard. outside somewhere. Yeah. Um, doing what I'm going to guess was either Wing Chun or, or Tai Chi, which, by the way, I started looking into. I, I had a friend years ago who did Tai Chi, and I've been thinking about maybe starting that. There's actually a book. I think I still have it. Maybe It may be over here. It may be downstairs. I'll have to double check. But it's the, um, it's Tai Chi. I wish you went the other way so I could go this way. Uh, so if I do this, <laughs> uh, I'm going to double check. Right, maybe I, we are overtired. I think so. Uh, tai Chi for voice. Oh, really? Yeah. It, it, but I mean, it could be for any instrumentalist because it, it talks about breathing and stuff. Right. So anyway, um, there was a little thing where he threw a pine cone at the window and blah, blah, blah. So Victor brings back two orange juices because Michael told him and they sat down and started talking and um, Michael actually got the second glass of orange juice for um, for Victor. And they talk about lying for a little bit and, he, and Victor says, Michael, have you ever lied to me? And Michael responds, absolutely. All of life is a lie. And Victor says, have you ever told me the truth? He said, absolutely. All of life is the truth. 
Victor says, what in the world does that mean? And Michael says, what I tell you is neither true nor false. It is up to you to choose one. Which I thought was kind of interesting. Well, I mean, think about everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. People are going to believe what they want to believe. Whatever's true, whatever's false. Yep. Which is why we're so, lack for a better word, divided with things. Mm-hmm. Um, and not respect of those who have a different point of view right like like sitting and let's say we put an apple in front of us and i say well that's a red apple and you say to me no no that's more of like uh you know it's green apple no that's a red apple you know but like there's maybe a little bit of both in it because there's some apples that are like that but i'm like no no no, that's a red like just accepting the fact that okay maybe it is a green apple maybe it is a red apple i disagree with you but What's the big deal? It's an apple and it tastes good, you know, yeah. like that type of thing. Do you eat fruit? Because I forget if you do. I do. <laughs> okay, go to make sure. So you know apple? what an apple is. <laughs> what is apple? Apple. What um, is internet? But you know, it's like I just I agree with you. I think it's very interesting because you know, and you could totally bring this down even to like religion because everybody mm-hmm. interprets what they're reading differently. Oh yeah. You know, yep. and and like I said, that's that's not a knock on it it's just that a pastor may read the same um scripture and just take a different piece out Mm -hmm. of it than the other one does that's all and if you think about like the way like the bible was was put together it was you know basically people finding these texts that they thought was interesting and they put them into the bible right that's that's really how it happened i mean it wasn't like i mean as much as we were taught that it was you know just kind of given to the human people like people like put that stuff together and decided what was going in there and left stuff out that they didn't think should be in there you know that's how it happened i went to a a school that taught this like i mean i went to a a lutheran school and the theology course that i took was you know history like they talked about this and all of the gospels that are not actually in the bible because they thought they were blasphemous, not blasphemous, but they thought that they were going to set a bad example for people and teach them what not to do. Or, you know, there were a lot of it was removed because of, of the females that were in there. They didn't want to have women in the Bible. So they pulled stuff out. That's just the way it was. You know, we did that. We chose to do that. Right. So, which is exactly what they're saying here is yep. you, you choose neither. Yep. Yeah. So then we get to some more training with Sifu. Um, this was a little bit different training, though. Um, most of the training, so all of Sifu's training has been physical, and this was no exception. Um, but this one was more of a a transfer of energy, maybe? Meditative and transfer of energy. energy. Yeah, yeah, kind of a little bit of both. So essentially what happened is, um, is he um, let... Let Seiko and Ali, um, they, they went first because Victor was a little apprehensive of Sifu doing all of this. And so Seiko went first and she sat down and he kind of touched her and he and she kind of shook or jolted or almost like she was being electrocuted. Um, and the same thing happened to Ali and um, eventually Victor. But this was an interesting an interesting comment that, um, that Michael said when we're, they were talking about... Um, about Sifu and, and, and the art that he practices. So as we all know, like music is an art form. Um, and Michael was saying that, that Sifu practices an art form as well. Um, it's just a different kind of art form. It's a martial art, still an art form. 
Um, he says, listen, listen closely. Your art is music. Sifu's is Wing Chun Kung Fu. And it was invented by a woman. So you can say that like music, his art is also female. Because as we've learned in the book, everyone who has talked to music in this book has decided that music was female. They've heard a female voice. Um, so you can say that like music, his art is also female. Both can be used to move people with little force. Um, and if you've never seen Wing Chun, it's, it's an interesting art form where there's it's not a lot of like swinging and and stuff like that they actually use this it looks like a tree and it's got little like v's on it and it's kind of a a way that you work around the thing and you use leverage to kind of push and move people around you're using the energy of whomever or whatever you're against right against themselves Exactly. So instead it's, of you it's exerting not, it's your not own. It's a striking art form. It's more of a physical movement and I believe it's like essentially what Bruce Lee yes. Uh, yes. was. Yep. Uh, um but it's when it's done, it's it's very it's almost like dance like. It's very pretty. It's very beautiful yep. to see yep. it done. Which I and think I'll, Marshall Yeah. I was gonna say there's there was a guy. I don't know if I follow him on YouTube anymore, but he did um he did like a, a full like several YouTube series long of different martial arts and he has one on Wing Chun. If I can find it, I'll put it in the show notes, but I make no promises. It was maybe two or three years ago that I saw it, so And then everybody I'll see if I can, can find Wing Chun tonight? Yes, everyone can Wing Chun tonight. I tried. I just think so. It's not bad. hard enough. It is bought bad. Um, <laughs> so anyway, he said, Michael says, you see Wing Chun descended from the Shaolin monks, or as a musician might call it, call them the Shi Aeolian monks. So, um, this gets into a little bit of music theory a little bit. So Aeolian is a type of mode that is based on the natural minor scale. Um, and Michael goes on and says that in music theory, Aeolian is technically for the sixth mode of the scale, which is true. Um, it is also uh, the, the, called the natural minor, which is what I just said. Aeolian is a female scale, while the major or Ionian, as theorists call it, is a masculine. Sifu, being very masculine, uses a feminine art form, which completes the circle of yin and yang. So again, we're back to yin and yang. We've talked about the yin and yang. We've talked about the opposites. Um, and and that's all this was about. So, And then he goes on further. Um and talks about how this relates to the human body and says music can be viewed, I'm sorry, muscles can be viewed as music cells and arteries as art with ease. Apparently a double French horn is based on the body's intestines, which is true. Um, I forget, is it 12 feet of tubing in a French horn and 12 feet of intestines? Something like that? It's, it, it's, it's very it's close. It's supposed to match up, right? Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it does. And I, I, I think it's 12 feet, but I could be wrong. Um, a saxophone mirrors the esophagus, and a flute relates to the part of the throat referred to as the windpipe. Michael could tell that our minds were swirling, but he wasn't finished. Wing Chun contains three empty forms, each containing 108 different movements. And in the, if I can find this video, you can see them, see all these different movements. Um, 108 times 108 times two is 216, which is half of 432. And if you remember back when we met Ali. There was this whole discussion about 432 and how it was the God tuning and all this sort of stuff. And then they go on further. A human heart beats an average rate of 72 beats per minute. 
which equals how many beats in an hour? And Ali reply with 4,320. And again, if you drop off the, the zero at the end, 432. Um, and then they go on further and say, before scientists caught up, monks already knew that the sun was the center of the solar system and that it gives life to all that surrounds it. They also know about how powerful the sun is in the center of the human body. And then he re- you know, revealed that that is the solar plexus. And it's the source where our heart is, essentially. So very interesting things. There's there's a lot in that area of the chapter. And I didn't know really how to explain any of that without reading a good portion of it. But well, I would you urge to. you to get the book and read it. Yeah, Because there's a lot to. more that I didn't talk about. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot going on in there. Because they're essentially talking about how we're connected to music in the physical form yep. how we're connected to everything in the physical form, where everything kind of connects to our the makeup of the human body yep yeah and then um it goes forward this and, is where the actual meditation right stuff happened that all happened before yep. the meditation shock thing happened yep. so. so he so seiko goes first and then um this is what I thought was interesting. So Seiko goes first, and this is what he sells her. After a few minutes of natural, uh, normal breathing, Sifu taught Seiko an alternate technique called reverse breathing. It involves pulling your stomach in slightly while inhaling through your nose and then allowing your stomach to expand as you ha- and exhale through your mouth. I tried it from the couch. This is Victor. It was counterintuitive, but not difficult. We listened closely as Sifu continued. He said, lightly place the tip of your tongue on the roof of your mouth, just behind just behind your teeth as you inhale. Release it as you exhale. Continue this process slowly and relax as you meditate on your breathing. Have you done this breathing before? No. Nope. I, try, I tried it even before I read the book. It's mm-hmm. very weird. Yeah. Because it's because you're, you're natural. So we are naturally breathing at the top of our lungs the majority except for babies when they're born but the thing is they're not they're not taught to continue that deep diaphragmatic breath Mm -hmm. so what happens is when you ask someone to take a breath they're typically taking a breath at the top of their lungs deep breath and they're not filling their whole lung which is Mm -hmm. pear-shaped in most cases so we're taught as musicians to do diaphragmatic breathing which is the basis of the breathing so you're learning to breathe breathe deep and low which allows you to fill up your lungs to its fullest extent and using your diaphragm to help control your breathing. To do it in reverse is weird, and I've tried mm-hmm. it before, and it's such a weird concept because we do it involuntary. Yep. Breathing is, is a part of our brain that's involuntary. Mm-hmm. So when you're thinking about having to reverse breathing, it's like, <laughs> my brain doesn't want to do this. Mm-hmm. But it does work in the sense yep. of med- because you're putting focus on one thing at that point. Like you have yeah. to focus on your breathing. You have no choice, which yeah. is a lot of what meditation is. Um, so Seiko sitting down uh, cross-legged with her palms up on her knees. And then at one point, he pointed his fingers downward. This is a Siku. Sifu points his fingers downwards and touches the palm of her hands. And this is where she jolts. And then um, uh, basically he they watched her body fill with air like it expanded. Mm-hmm. And then the process was like two minutes. So then Ali went 
because Victor volunteered him to. Ali went, same thing happened, and he just was shocked at how powerful it was. And then after this whole entire thing, Victor is finally, um, finally like kind of gave in and, and did this. So he sat down, crossed his legs, palms up, and then he stated that he felt an electrical pulse go through his body mm-hmm. and it sat right on his lower stomach where it settled. And then I don't know if you were going to read this paragraph, but I was thinking of reading the whole paragraph of his explanation of what he felt. Yes, I, I was going to read it. So okay. if you want to read it, go for it. If not, I will read it. No, no I don't mind reading it. Go for uh, it. So this, I'm sorry? I said go for it. Okay. So this is Victor's description of what happened mm-hmm. in this state, this stasis that he's in. A yin-yang symbol appeared in front of me. A treble clef was in the top half and a bass clef in the bottom. The symbol began rotating slowly, allowing me to notice the treble clef becoming a bass clef as it turned upside down. As the yin-yang picked up speed, rotating faster and faster, the clefs combined, turning into one clef consisting of both clefs at once. It's difficult to imagine and even more difficult to describe. The clef kept spinning as it turned from vertical to horizontal. Now lying flat, it spiraled downward like a tornado, wide at the top and narrow at the bottom. Instantly, I found myself sitting atop the cleft, spinning around and around, looking down into the funnel. The funnel also spouted upward. I sat in the center. All was calm. All was peaceful. And then the electricity went away, came back to reality, and then he drew a picture. As soon as he was done, he grabbed the pen, drew a picture, and basically drew a picture of the um, treble clef. I'm sorry, he drew a bass clef on the napkin, and they spun the clef around, and he drew a line through it, turning into a treble clef. And they noticed it right away, and just how the fact that the two of them work together. So, um, it's very interesting. Mm -hmm. Because it's true, like if you actually do it. Yeah, yeah. And then the whole thing from this is he's. they say music is not flat. Mm-hmm. It spirals in all directions, which is what these symbols are showing him um, as they skip a page. Uh, at the bottom of the Trouble Cup, it'll see. And then Ali goes, yes, my brother, we can go down or up the rabbit hole. Sifu offered a clever comment, which is the little um subtext for the title. If you've ventured down the rabbit hole, at least ventured down the rabbit hole whole so it's i think the the there's in the first book i I haven't seen it in this one in the first book there's actually uh yin yang throughout the book oh though they have it here um it's basically two eighth notes in the yin yang if you go to and and I was a lot of it was in the first book. Yeah, I don't. He, Kyle's trying to show people. So on it's the, that yeah. right there. Yeah, it's actually something that I've like. I want to get that as a tattoo. <laughs> I can't get much closer without it. Yeah, I know. So, um, unfortunately, we, I don't know how we would share it to those that are on the. Yeah, I don't know either. Unless That's it's on his subscribe website. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Huh? That's why they got to subscribe to the YouTube Go channel. Go to YouTube. Yeah, YouTube channel. And you can check it out. Or just buy Victor's books. Just or, do it. Yeah, just buy Victor's books. It's totally worth it. Yep. Uh, let's see. 
Oh, then Seiko starts asking who Alice is and whatever. Uh, so I, do they not have Alice in Wonderland and where she's from in Japan? I don't know. Maybe they don't have those fairy, those, I mean, the history of that book is a little scary of why it was written. It, yep. Yep. <laughs> and if you remember, like Seiko didn't, Seiko didn't have a great upbringing either. Well, that's true. She did it. She did. So it great, could just so, be, you know, yeah. the way she was brought up. I mean, that's it, very true. I don't know the culture. It's possible that it doesn't exist. But you're right. I don't yeah. know. Um, then they decided Sifu had them sit silently in the room and uh, so Sifu said I have one more thing to tell you mm-hmm. he said listen and just sat there quietly and he asked what did you hear and they're like can you hear anything and he's he named 20 things that he could hear so then and this Sifu- is very similar to what I experienced last week right when I was yes. in Houston Woods and I was like, I thought I was hearing things and all of a sudden I realized what I was missing. Right. I, uh, last week I, um, I sat outside with the fire going and I had my phone out. I was ready to put music on and everything like that. And I sat down and it was, it was starting to get dark at this point. I sat down, I took my phone up to kind of text a couple of people and then I even put I put your show on for a bit. I was listening to that. And mm-hmm. then when that ended, I just shut everything off. And I was going to put like a show on, on my iPad. And I, I couldn't because I was listening to the cicadas go. I was listening to the, mm-hmm. the I was listening to everything. And I'm in suburbia. So the houses are close. I don't have right. a lot of woody areas. But I was listening to everything. Everything as far as the main road with the cars honking and stuff. Yeah. You know. Um, so they continue talking about listening and he said sitting inside is good but outside is better in either case sit and observe use all of your senses including your feelings and intuition believe it or not sitting outside in the same place every day will cause you to learn even more yep i agree with that i do too yeah i don't do it but i i agree with it i it's hard to do in certain areas because like but i've been trying to do like i try to set the chairs up in the backyard by the fire pit and i try to sit in the same one each time in the same spot each time I'm mm-hmm. like and not because of this book just because i like the where the seat is i like where it sits like i, I don't feel so distracted the house is be, you know so like i try to do it i never thought about it in this context right now i'm like i gotta try this out and see if like i'm learning I'm, i don't think i'm gonna learn more my brain doesn't want to learn more <laughs> <laughs> my brain is dumb my brain is done um and they ask, what do you have to think about? And he says, you don't have to think about anything. Just just do it. Mm-hmm. Right? And he goes, that's all for now, grasshoppers. Where do we go? And then Jonathan. Mm-hmm. So who comes running for Jonathan again? I apologize. It was Isis? I believe so. Yeah, Isis comes in, bursting through the door, saying, Jonathan, Jonathan, Jonathan. They're like, what's going on? So they all run out. Um, and Michael ran to the end of the driveway and then headed in a certain direction and Victor decided to follow and they were like, no, 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 Victor stay here. And he turned around. He's like, I'm going. And then he yelled to, to Michael, be careful. And he got just not too far from Michael. And then he wasn't sure which way Michael went. And then he saw the Hawk and which kind of guided him in that direction. As he went down the street, he saw Michael kneeling down, and Michael told him to slow, like, to wait, 
to wait, to wait. And eventually Victor kind of like crept up to his side. And then they saw Jonathan um, laying on the floor surrounded by three men who essentially looked like phasers from where they were. Mm -hmm. And Michael then tells Victor to go get instruments. We need instruments. We need instruments. So he ran back to Ali and Seiko who stayed there that who already had instruments in their hands on the porch. And they asked where Uncle Clyde was. He wasn't around. And as soon as they turned around to go back towards Michael, my, uh, Michael and Seifer were walking toward them carrying Jonathan. And they asked what happened. They said it was phasers. And then the ISIS says that they're changing. They're getting stronger and bolder. Mm-hmm. They bring him inside, lay him down on a bed. And then they start asking, like, what's going on tonight? Because previous chapter, they talked about something that's happening at midnight the next day. And that they don't know what it is. So now they're trying to find out what's going on. And this this whole scene in this book is very interesting. Uh, I don't know how much, like, how much were you, were you going to read a lot of it? Or were you going to describe it? How are you going to handle this? But I feel like it needs to be read a little bit, too. I do, too. Yeah, go 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 read yeah i'll read it okay so essentially this chapter is so hard to describe without reading so basically victor asks michael what is going on and michael's like no we'll talk about it later we'll talk about it later and essentially everybody got upset and and my victor got upset and he goes no michael this is where i'm going to start reading from this part no Mm -hmm. michael i want to know now tell us what's going on tonight and michael's like i said later he said and victor said i said now I was determined. Michael slowly rose to his feet. He was at least six inches taller, uh, six inches taller, which allowed him to look down at Victor. He glanced at Isis and back at me. You disobeyed me, Victor. I told you to stop. You didn't listen. I repeated the order and you repeated by not listening. I told you to not talk again. You didn't listen. Isis walked over. She was at least six inches shorter than me. I looked down at her. I also told you not to go. She admonished. You didn't listen to me either. So Ali, Ali and Seiko are just kind of sitting there, kind of like frozen or whatever. And then they go on and Victor says, you're wrong, Michael. I listened to both of you. I just didn't obey either of you. Listen to me, Victor. This time, he inter- Victor interrupted. No, you listen. I love you both. I respect you both. But I am my own person and I can make my own decisions. I don't need you telling me what to do all the time. So Michael says... You love me, but you don't need me to tell you what to do anymore. You're capable of making your own decisions. Is that right? Victor says, yes. Okay. So Michael turns around, goes to leave the doorway, leave out the door, waited, turned around, looked back at him. And, he, and Michael goes, "You love. I love you both, you said. Do you know what love is? And then this is, even this is so much. Yep. Um. It was a strange question, Victor says. He goes, yes, I do. Of all the brilliant and magnificent things I've heard him say, I never heard him speak about this subject. I don't know why, but I asked a couple of questions of my own. Have you ever fallen in love, ever? Or is that a problem for you? And they say that Michael kind of got like choked up. He turned his face again. Um, I do not just fall in love. I dive in head first and I allow it to consume my whole being. Love is never a problem, but how you respond to it can surely cause one. Then Mike moves, Michael moves forward. Love is so. This I think is interesting because this is something I say to people all the time. 
-hmm. Love is the most powerful and precious thing on the planet. Love is never wrong. I fall in love with music, instruments, people, flowers, buildings, thoughts, food, smells, sights, feelings, memories, and everything I can. The only reason we fear anything is because we love something else. Even fear points back to love. So it is even a problem for me to fall in in or out because I can never get enough. Love is the essence of what we are made of. Love is who we are. And it's funny because, you know, we go through life, you know, you love your family, you love your friends or whatever the case it is. And I was, I've had these conversations where love is like, it encompasses all feelings. Mm-hmm. Love, you could have hate. Love, you could have fear. Love, you could be sad and love, you could be happy and love, you can be confused. Everything just falls under that thing. And I was like, that's such a great paragraph because it's so true. Like, it mm-hmm. really is. Um, then he goes, I love you as a statement, but it's also a question. All statements are questions. Everything in life is a question, which brings us back to life is a lie and life is a truth from the beginning of the chapter. Life itself is a question. It is actually the only question. It is the question you are asking and answering yourself. Tell me, Victor, what is that question? And then essentially he goes, your actions right now are asking the questions, Victor to Michael. And Michael goes, I guess you did teach me something. And Victor says, I, I thought you didn't teach. Uh, he wiped his face because he had a tear, Michael. And he said, don't change the subject. He said with a smile, what are we talking about? Love. No, we're talking about, that was by Seiko. No, we're talking about the question. I corrected. And she wasn't sure. And um, tell me, Michael, what is the one question of, a question all of life is asking? Life asks nothing. Life is the question, but she allows you to ask. And I answer, I added, and answer, I added. Michael smiled. I continued. And that question is, I asked with a raised eyebrow, the same one we are always asking, he responded, about, and that is, I repeated, who am I? That's it. it it's true. We're always asking who we are. Mm-hmm. And we're forever evolving. And we're forever yep. changing. And they talk about that, you know, about what happened, like Michael leaving and this and that. And okay, so Victor talks about more about how he was responsive and how is this and how is that. And uh and essentially what happened was Victor realized that he loved them but didn't need them. Mm-hmm. And that is essentially what Victor was getting to this whole entire point. I don't know. Was there anything here that you wanted to, did you underline? No, that's, that's really where I wanted to get to. And and just to add, like there was a lot of discussion earlier in the book and um, towards the end of last book where it was, you know, why did Michael leave? I'd really want to, I need him here. I, you know, I need these people in my life, but now he's finally realized that he doesn't, even though he wants them there. So it's a, it's a, it's different. It's not that he needs them there. He just wants them to be there, right. but doesn't need their direction anymore. Right. And I, and, and I think that's one of the things that we all face <clears throat> and we're not really taught it. We're not shown no. it. No. And I think that's what makes things so difficult for a lot of us. And, yeah. and again, we, when we speak, we're speaking from our, like meaning Kyle and I, we're speaking from our own personal experiences. We're not talking about how we're, how things should be because you know, mm-hmm. we don't know, right. but 
we understand that. I was, that. The I dark was pretty pretty like, obvious last week when I was talking about you know like I didn't know where I was going. I have no right. idea. Still don't you know and like even like right before we were you know recording tonight, I was outside with the dogs just trying to figure stuff out. Like I don't know. No I idea. think I think we're forever figuring stuff out. Yeah, I think that's what it is. But I think we do it in stages, and we go from the right. next point to the next point. And once you kind of accomplish one puzzle to your journey, mm-hmm. you're going to move on to the next one. But that one puzzle that you complete is going to open you up to the next one, which is going to allow you to open up to right. the next one, mm-hmm. which is going to help you evolve. So whether you want to call that change or evolution mm-hmm. of you of an individual, it's going to right. happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what I think what hinders us or will hinder somebody is if you don't allow it to happen, if you right. fight it. Now, there's a lot of reasons that could happen, and it could mm-hmm. be past traumas. It could be PT. It could be a ton yeah. of stuff. Sure. And 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 I and I mean, even for me, it took. I'm 43 years old in in human life. You forgot it, the hundred. Uh, well, I'm 143 that. years old. It took me till 100 years old to accept what I experienced when I was younger mm-hmm. to be able to move on now and 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 really kind of come into my own, you know? Um, and I'm still working on it. And I'm not saying like, oh, I'm yeah. good. I'm done. Like, it's mm-hmm. just, I f- actually feel like I can do something. Yep. But it's, it's being able to step away and saying, I don't need you or I don't need this. I don't need that. I may right. want it, but I don't need it. You know, it's, it's, it's like this, these two books were like his love for music and saying, I'm sorry at the same time. Right. And saying, I love you music. I don't need you, but I want you. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it's crazy. And I've always yeah. felt that way about music. It's always been mm-hmm. there for me. Yep. Up down. And I'm sure you feel the same way through the mm-hmm. ups, the downs, everything that we've ever dealt with in our lives. Yep. Good, bad, or indifferent, music has always been there. Yep. You can always turn to it. You can always listen to it. You can always have it a part of your life. Yep. And there's some form of music or something there that's going to make you feel better or make you accept your feelings for what they are. Right. Which is crazy how powerful that is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yep. And guys, what Victor says to kind of sum all this up is he says... Because of you guys, I am a new person. I have a real relationship with music, and I see the world through clear eyes. Most of all, I know who I am, and I love who I am. Michael, I really appreciate you. You've taught me. No, I corrected myself. You've shown me how to be a better person and also demonstrated how to lead others towards being a better them. But still, I don't want you to leave. I glanced around the room. I don't want any of you to leave. I'm going to leave now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Good. Get out. Get out. Um, and that's basically where the chapter ends. They they talk a, bit, a little bit more about um, you know what's going to happen at midnight, and uh, we get a quick thumbs up from Jonathan, which kind of symboled that he's doing okay, right? But unable to join them, so we'll continue and, that next week. Yeah, and we're almost done with the book. We don't have much more to go. The next chapter is is an is a nice long chapter because so much happens in it. Mm-hmm. Actually, I shouldn't say it's not that it's long; it's just so much happens in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to know I, what I'm curious about is 
if you're sitting down with Victor Wooten, is mm-hmm. does his conversation? Because when he plays his music, his music is his music is very philosophical. His mucus is very his philosophical. mucus. Yes, I I know his mucus well. It's very philosophical. <laughs> his music is very philosophical. Mm-hmm. No words, just his playing. Yeah. There's 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 something behind it. You've met him twice. Mm-hmm. Twice. And how long did you have an opportunity to speak with him? Two minutes the f- the second time, and like thirty seconds the first time. And. In those few moments that you had an opportunity to speak with him, do you feel, and I'm not trying to sound funny, mm-hmm. from reading this, these two books and, and, yep. and meeting him in person and hearing him play, do you feel that there was a, it changed something for those two minutes? Do you feel like you had I, a... Yes. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. And he is, he is as philosophical in person. And his brothers are too, because I've met, I've met Reggie and Roy as well. Yeah. Um, and they're very philosophical as well. I think that's awesome. Yeah. I, I think it's awesome because it keeps their minds open. Yeah. And and I think that's that's a hard thing to do too. Yeah. To be an open person in this world. Yeah. yeah and sure and they're they're being open from a family that dealt with a lot of racism. Mm-hmm. You know, even like I, if I remember correctly, I think we brought this up. His he's married to a white woman, I believe. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it happened after they married, but someone put a burning cross on their lawn. Yeah, like that's crazy. But yet he still and and it's it goes back to his book is like he just puts out love. You know, it's just it's impressive. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm sure we're not even hearing half the story of what he's gone through. I'm sure not. Yeah. So, uh, so and I, before you get there, I, I no, think this is going to be interesting the next few years. If, if you follow Victor, I think it's going to get really interesting because I think, I think all of the brothers have realized that like the journey is coming to an end. Um, and they're, so like they started together as a band and they're coming back together as a band. Um, and they've talked about putting out books and stuff together. And I think we're going to start hearing more of these philosophical things. Um, and as philosophical as, as Victor is and, and, and Roy and Reggie are like, um, Joseph has got a book. Um, I can't remember the name of it. It's going to bug me. So I'm going to look it up, but it's, it's just basically just kind of inspirational sayings of, Stuff that he's kind of gone and written down. Um, How many brothers are there again? So he's the young. Victor's the youngest of five. So there right, was a total of six of them. Um, they lost uh, Rudy in two thousand fourteen, I think. Right. Um, so Joseph's book is book is called "It All Matters." What I believe, uh, words that something. It's called it. It all matters. What I believe, words that I live by, and it's just a book of just sayings. And I, I actually thought about. I have it. It's in the other room. Um, adding just a random page of just a saying each podcast because um, there's some really good stuff in there. Are is it like a poem book where there's like a just or it's just it's just random like quotes. It's just a page of you know it's got. 15, 20 quotes a page or something. It's I'm curious. I'm gonna have to look into that. So cool. 
All right, so now you can say what you're going to say before I rudely no, interrupt you. No, no, I think that rudely. I think that was a, that's a good thing to know. It's a, it's another book. Can you link the book in the show notes? Yes, I'll put I, it in the I show think, notes. Absolutely. I think that'd be awesome. Um, nope, just you know, typical ending. You know, check us out on Twitch Friday nights at eight o'clock Eastern Standard Time, Sunday nights at seven thirty Eastern Standard Time. Uh, we our podcast is every Tuesday, so thank you for those who are listening to us every week. But it's not going to be much longer because we're yes. going to stop for the holiday season. But we will be picking up if you want to catch us on our live stream. We're going to do live streams on Wednesday night as well. So yeah, we'll probably we'll do that holiday for, music throughout Wednesday. Yeah, we'll probably we'll do that for the month of December and decide what we're going to do. And then typically we take a little bit of a break, and that's just for us to kind of reorganize and get situated for the next season. But we'll yep. be doing our live shows on Friday and Sundays. So we'll keep you informed. So the best way to keep informed, hit that link tree, follow mm-hmm. us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram, get get on yep. Discord. Um, the I, I should say Twitter. I should say X. It is X now. Um, so follow us on X. And uh, I, we've been working on an email subscription. So we'll figure that out too because I think that we may be getting to that point. And then um, we may hop onto Blue Sky if I can ever get a code. <laughs> Cause that, cause that is building up a good group of people, and I, I think we may jump yeah. on there too. So, that's all. And I if got. you have a, a extra request code, send it to us so we can. Oh yeah, on. that'd be awesome. Uh, and you were mentioning that as a reminder, Google Podcast is no longer going to be Google Podcast. Sometime in 2024, they're going to drop Google Podcast. My thought is it's just going to be rebranded as YouTube Podcast. I don't know how it's going to work, but just know that it's coming. So it's not, they're not going to get rid of podcasts. It's just a matter of where it no. goes. Yeah. It's just, uh, it's, it's going to move. And who knows, you know, like I mentioned before, Google voice is supposed to go away like 10 years ago. It's still around. Right. You know, so cool. It might not go anywhere. It might change their <laughs> mind. I want them to bring back Google wave though. I love Google wave. Google wave is awesome. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So, Maybe it'll come back as Google Wave. <laughs> Unrelated to podcasts altogether, but maybe yes. it'll come back as Google Wave. <laughs> well, All right. With that being said, let's say uh, have a good one, and we'll see you next one. time. Yeah. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Turn on the Music podcast. We hope that you join us next week. Click on the link tree in our show notes to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. You can also subscribe to our Twitch and YouTube channel. If you would like to continue the conversation, join us on our Discord. If you like what you heard, please share it with a friend. And if you really want to help us promote the show, head over to Apple Podcasts or the podcast service of your choice and give us a five-star rating. Remember, always share the music.